where shadows grow light. From Flashbangs and Frag Grenades by Calchexis. Read by Sam Gabriel. Based on League of Legends by Riot Games. Lux turned the little note over and over in her hand as she sat curled up on the couch waiting for Jinx to return. For the first time that Lux could properly remember, Jinx had told her no. That bothered Lux more than she liked. Jinx was allowed to tell her no, and point of fact, Lux was proud of her for it. It still hurt, though. Jinx had told her she was going out, not far, just down to her old laboratory home in Zaun. There was something there that she wanted to get back, something that she had left behind because she'd forgotten it and just remembered. Naturally, Lux had offered to go with her, in part because she was starting to develop anxiety over letting Jinx out of her sight, but also out of pure curiosity. It was so rare that Jinx showed any interest in material possessions outside of her guns, and even rarer that she referred to remembering something, but Jinx had told her no. Sorry, Blondie, but I, I'm going to go on my own. She knew it wasn't healthy for her or for Jinx to worry as much as she did. Jinx had been taking care of herself, more or less, for years. Maybe Jinx had seen that worry in her eyes when she told Lux no, because before she left, she wrote out a little note the kind that she would leave to make sure that Lux didn't worry that she'd had an episode. It was written in Gutlau, in Jinx's crabbed, narrow handwriting, and was probably the longest note she'd ever left. I love you, Blondie. Lately my head has been noisy. I've been thinking, and it hurts. But I've also been remembering things. Some of them are bad, but not all of them. I love you, Blondie. Sorry I left. I needed to see if it was still there. If I was remembering something real, or if it was all just in my head. And I don't know how to do that when you're there. Because I love you, Blondie. When I'm with you, it's easy to make the noise go quiet, and I can just let you chase it all away, but this is too important to chase away. I'll be back soon, I promise. And I love you, Blondie. Over and over she'd written that assurance, that Jinx loves Lux, maybe as much for herself as for Lux, and Lux read and reread the message over and over and over. I love you, Blondie. Lux had to believe that was true, otherwise she might really lose her mind. She knew that Jinx would come back, Jinx always came back, and if she didn't, then Lux would find her. She really hoped she wouldn't have to. I love you too, Jinx, Lux muttered quietly as she turned the note over in her hand again and stared at the words. She loved Jinx more than she would ever have words for. The feelings had grown so big that it barely even fit the word anymore. Could a person love breathing? Could someone love their own heartbeat? Lux didn't just love Jinx, she needed Jinx. Standing up from the couch, Lux meandered through the apartment for several moments, listlessly waiting for the front door to open. On the heels of that thought came an almost painful, aching need to hear those two familiar words. I'm hung. Lux found herself back in their bedroom, and without thought she dropped down and curled up on Jinx's side of the bed. The pillow still smelled like her, faint hints of gunpowder and the odd chemical cocktail that never quite seemed to fade, 
no matter how long she spent away from Zahn. It was a comforting smell now. Anything that smelled like Jinx or felt like Jinx or sounded like Jinx was comforting. Gods, how many years had it been since she'd been like this? Since she'd buried her anxieties and dissatisfaction with life under cynicism and codes of conduct. Under a thousand and one masks. Being with Jinx had stripped all of that bare. It had torn the masks from her face one after the other, until all that was left was Lux staring straight into a pair of beautiful springberry eyes. Eyes that shone with equal parts madness and affection. Lux took another deep breath from the pillow and sighed. What would Mother say? Lux mumbled with a dry, weak laugh. Something along the lines of Lux dishonoring generations of crown guards by spreading her legs for a Zonite criminal, most likely, only extended into an eight-hour lecture. That would undoubtedly be followed up by the complete destruction of her life and livelihood. The look on her mother's face would almost be worth it. Maybe then Lux would finally find the courage to say what she felt. Look here, mother, look what I've found. For once in my life someone loves me without strings, without conditions, without expectations or demands. Someone finally loves me for me, so damn you. Damn you and every crown guard like you who wouldn't know real love if it bit you right in your pacified and pedigreed arse. Another breath filled Lux's nose with the calming scent of destruction, and she smiled. Jinx would be back, she was sure of it. No sooner had Lux had the thought than the door opened. I'm home! Lux was up and out of the bedroom in a flash, sprinting through the apartment just in time to see Jinx stepping into the den with something long and heavy thrown over her arm. Whatever it was, it didn't matter. All that mattered was that she was home. Hey, a Jinx rocked back on her heels as Lux all but tackled her, wrapping her arms around Jinx's narrow shoulders and clinging on for dear life. Oh, come home, Lux sobbed. I love you. The long article of clothing that Jinx had been carrying fell to the floor as Jinx wrapped her arms around Lux and buried her face against Lux's neck. I love you too, she whispered back in her softly accented cutlow. For several moments, they both stood silent in the den, doing nothing but reassuring one another and themselves of each other's presence. Within those moments, Lux allowed herself to admit how much she craved the subtle, comforting chaos that Jinx brought to her life, how Jinx was the death knell to stagnation and silence. Ironic that it was Jinx who brought noise to her deafeningly silent life, while Lux, by Jinx's own admission, brought silence when the noise grew too great. "'Was it there?' Lux asked, finally breaking the silence. "'The thing you remembered?' Jinx nodded wordlessly. "'What does that mean?' Rather than answer right away, Jinx stepped back and knelt to scoop up the item she'd dropped, then nodded for Lux to follow her as she walked over to her work desk and sat down. "'I need to fix it.' Jinx muttered as she laid the bundle in her lap before fishing around for her tools. Lux dragged one of the kitchen chairs over and sat down beside her. Is it broken? It's old, Jinx replied, and, and I forgot about it for a long time. I kept it safe, but, but I didn't know why. I just did, but I forgot until this morning. Can I stay while you fix it? Lux asked. Jinx was silent as she took out needles, threads of three different colors, 
along with various brushes and polishes. Once they were all out, she turned to Lux and nodded. She looked scared. Okay. Lux put a hand on Jinx's cheek and stroked it softly for a moment before pulling back and letting Jinx get to work. It took hours. It had already been evening when Jinx had returned, and the work lasted long into the night. It was fascinating, though. Lux wouldn't have been able to look away even if she wanted to. For the first time since Lux had met the chaotic woman, she was watching Jinx restore something. Not fix. She fixed her guns all the time. Restoration was the only word for what Jinx was doing to that piece of clothing. Loose buttons were pulled off and carefully sewed back on with a new thread. Tears were mended and scuffs were polished away. She worked with a craftsman's exacting precision every time she moved. There wasn't a single piece of cloth, metal, or buckle that her fingers didn't cross a dozen times until every bit of tarnish was made to shine and every loose thread was plucked. Luck should have felt tired, but really she didn't. She wouldn't have wanted to go to bed without Jinx anyway. She certainly couldn't have just left her there. Not after she'd looked at Lux with that quiet fear in her eyes. Neither of them spoke while Jinx worked. The amount of concentration on Jinx's face was far beyond anything that Lux had ever seen. She looked almost human to the point that it was eerie. And in that moment, Lux realized something. This was what Jinx would have looked like if life had treated her fairly. That very slight furrow of her brow and the gentle creases under her eyes. The way she looked over each bit of work she did after she finished it to ensure she hadn't made any mistakes, then checked it one more time just in case. There was an odd care and diligence to her that Lux had only ever caught glimpses of before, and that was now on full display and stayed that way for hours. When she finally set her tools down for the last time, Jinx went out a slow, shaky breath, looking for all the world like a surgeon who had just performed the most difficult procedure of her entire career. It was well past midnight, and the moment Jinx sat up from her work, Lux did as well, unconsciously mirroring Jinx's movements. I did it, Jinx said quietly, then looked up at Lux and smiled. I did it. Lux smiled back and reached out to cup Jinx's cheek gently and run a thumb along the line of her rictus grin. You did, Lux confirmed. Can I ask, what is it? Jinx turned back to the bundle, stood and scooped it up, and Lux stood with her. Putting her back to Lux, Jinx shook it straight and stared down at it silently. She was so still in that moment, and that moment stretched on and on until Lux finally spoke up. Are you all right, Jinx? Yeah. Jinx's voice was curiously soft. Just, it's smaller than I remember, that's all. I remember it, it always seemed so big. What did? Lux asked. Jinx shook her head, sending her braids dancing, then tipped her head back and took a long, deep breath before rolling her shoulders, cracking her neck from side to side, and then snapping out the long coat she was holding. She turned and swung it over her own shoulders in a single, fluid motion that looked almost practiced, filling out the sleeves with one arm, then the other, before tucking it straight over her shoulders. Silence fell heavily over Jinx again, but this time it was banished with a small, wan chuckle.
It's... Jink said at the same moment that Lux called her name. I, I didn't think it would fit. She slowly reached back around her head and pulled her brains free so they fell down the back of the coat as she turned to face Lux and smiled wider. So, how do I look, Blondie? The coat hung to her knees. It was long, dark, and severe, with a crimson lining and subtle gold along its fringes. It looked expensive. Maybe not as expensive as the kind of things her parents owned, but for something found in Zahn, it was practically kingly. The collar of the coat flared wide and fell in asymmetrical lapels across Jinx's chest, and from the cut of it, Lux was certain it must have been made for a lean frame, much like Jinx's. She was right, it did fit her, and it fit her nicely. In another of a slew of first times, Lux found herself thinking of a description that she'd never imagined she would apply to Jinx. Handsome, Lux said with a faint smile. You look very handsome. Lux reached out and straightened the lapels so they fell more smoothly across the chest of the coat, then took Jinx's arms and straightened the sleeves here and there before doing up the cuffs properly and fastening the buttons until the sleeves sat properly. Jinx let her and watched with rapt attention as Lux put her rather rusty dress etiquette skills to use. It was so strange seeing her in that coat. She looked so different, and yet very much the same. She looked more. More confident, more comfortable, maybe even more like who she was supposed to be before the world shattered her into a thousand jagged pieces. It's real, huh? Jinx said after a moment as she looked down at herself and ran a hand over the lining of the lapel before looking up to Lux. This... it's really real? Lux nodded. It's real. Jinx looked away as a full-body shudder ran through her, and Lux moved closer, slipping under the coat with Jinx to wrap her arms around Jinx's middle and lay her head on Jinx's chest. She could smell the usual scent of chaos, but layered around it was something else. A faint hint of cologne. I'm scared, Blandy, Jinx mumbled as she tipped her head down to touch her forehead to Lux's. If it's really real, then, then the other stuff might be too. Do you want to talk about it? Lux asked. The other stuff, I mean. Jinx shook her head. I don't know what's real or not yet. I can't think about it. I don't know what any of it means, but it's, I remember stuff, and I don't think it's all real, but if this is real, then some of it must be, and... Shh. Lux caught Jinx's face in her hands and leaned up to silence her with a soft kiss, and Jinx melted against her, allowing her to, for a moment, take the weight away and make it all go quiet. When they parted, Jinx looked more tired than usual. I think I want to go to bed, Blondie, Jinx said. Lux raised her eyebrows. Jinx was never shy about joining her in bed, but actually expressing a desire to sleep, that was new. Jinx normally avoided sleep like the plague. She would often lay awake for long hours after they would retire, or after they had made love and just stare at the ceiling. Jinx probably thought that Lux didn't know, but she did. She'd seen it and felt it, and moreover, she knew the difference between Jinx's breathing when she was awake and asleep. Okay, 
Mux took Jinx's hand and tugged her along. Let's go to bed. Jinx followed her into the bedroom, but rather than go straight to her side of the bed, she moved to the closet and carefully pulled the coat from her shoulders, shook it out straight, and then patted it down. It was a short series of motions that, like when she'd put it on, seemed almost like muscle memory. As Jinx was hanging it up, Lux had to voice the question that had been on her mind since she'd seen Jinx wearing it in full. Who did it belong to? she asked. Jinx froze, swallowing audibly, then finished hanging it up, closed the closet, and turned to Lux. My dad, Jinx said quietly. It belonged to my dad. The text of this story is available on AO3. Music by Dot Matrix. If you would like me to record a story, voice over a character, get in touch using the contact information available on my website, which is located at samgabrielvo.com. And there you can find other stories that I've read, as well as a link to my Discord server, where I record things live for your enjoyment. And finally, as always, thank you for listening.